Welcome to another episode of the Jam Pack Report today for February the 18th of 2021. Of course, my name is Samuel Adams and this is a daily gaming news podcast meant to bring you the hottest news you need to know from around the industry. Hosted on YouTube and podcast services around the world five days a week, it's your one-stop shop for everything you need to know. So if you enjoy the show and you like what you see, hit that subscribe button and keep coming back for more. But yesterday we saw the first Nintendo Direct since September of 2019, and it brought a lot of announcements, but none of which people were actually expecting, or I should say most of which people were actually not expecting. But over 3 million fans around the world tuned in to see what Nintendo brought to the table. You had 2 million watching on YouTube at one point. You had 1.2 million across co-streams on Twitch, according to Slasher on uh, Twitter. And there are plenty of announcements to dig into. And so we'll just take it from top to bottom. First and foremost, Pyra is coming to Smash Bros. Ultimate. Fall Guys is coming to Switch in the summer of 2021. I do think this could also be coming to Xbox as well. It seems like there was a one-year exclusivity period for the PlayStation side of things uh, on the consoles, so I think that could be the approach that you see Devolver take with that. But it is officially coming to Nintendo Switch in summer of 2021. Famicom Detective Club comes May 14th. Outer Wilds comes to Switch later this summer. Samurai Warriors 5 drops in 2021. Legend of Mana is coming on June the 24th. We got some new Monster Hunter Rise gameplay ahead of its March 26th launch with a special edition console and controller announced. This is kind of a parsed back version of Monster Hunter World in a way. Uh, It's not based off of the same narrative and it doesn't take the same kind of approach, but it's a very simple kind of approach to Monster Hunter. I think that might actually be my end for the franchise if I ever were to go into it. Then Mario Golf Super Rush is coming on June the 25th. It does include motion control support and speed golf multiplayer for those that are looking for a little competition with friends. Finally, the Italian man golfs once more. Tales from the Borderlands comes out on March 24th on the Nintendo Switch. Capcom Arcade Stadium launched yesterday alongside the show with 32 Capcom Arcade Classics for you to enjoy. But the monetization of this is a bit strange. You essentially buy one game at a time. So if you want to build out your collection over time, you can. Uh, But it's not like the good old days where you just buy one chip and you have 32 games. Uh, Not that case at all. Stubbs the Zombie, Rebel Without a Pulse, comes March 16th. No More Heroes 3 launches on August the 27th with a chunk of gameplay shown off during yesterday's show that looked very impressive in my opinion. Of course, you play as Travis Touchdown, fighting your way to the top. Then Neon White comes in winter of 2021. This is a heavily anime FPS where you slay demons with soul cards, which is equipment picked up through each level, which takes kind of a parkour approach to level navigation. This game is also coming to PC, and I must admit, it looks very, very cool. Excited to learn more about this one over the course of the next few months. Hopefully, we'll see it at the Summer Game Fest as well. Miitopia launches on May 21st. You build relationships with allies to strengthen bonds and team up for adventures as a whole little flock of me people. So if that sounds like your cup of tea, then go ahead and pour you a glass because it's on the way. Project Triangle Strategy working title is coming in 2022. This is a tactical RPG from the team at Square Enix behind Project Octopath Traveler, and it does have that very, very nice art style that we all know and love from the game that has just a god-awful name. 
Star Wars Hunters is coming. Free-to-play third-person competitive shooter set between episodes 6 and 7 in the Star Wars universe. It is coming from Zynga. Eh, not a big fan of of that sound, but uh, if you are into third-person competitive shooters, then the Nintendo Switch is going to be getting one soon, TM. Hades physical version is coming on March the uh, 19th, almost said 29th, but March 19th is going to see the Hades physical edition released. This of course is a game that got nominated for multiple Game of the Year awards last year from Supergiant Games. So maybe if you're a collector, you could dive in and pick that one up. The Ninja Gaiden Master Collection launches on June 10th across PS4, Xbox One, Switch, and PC. It includes Ninja Gaiden Sigma, Ninja Gaiden Sigma 2, and Ninja Gaiden 3 Razor's Edge. Bravely Default 2 comes March 26th, and of course we did see a bit of gameplay as well. Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD is coming July 16th, and includes special Joy-Cons designed around the Master Sword and the Hylian Shield, but this is the big piece of news from today's show. Outside of the kind of crowning jewel which came just a bit later, which was Splatoon 3 launching in 2022, and it does look to build on the first two games and bring back that fun squid painting action. So, the biggest stories here. Number one, Legend of Zelda Skyward Sword HD coming out on July the 16th. This was not received very well at all on Twitter because this is the 35th anniversary of The Legend of Zelda. So people were expecting a lot more Zelda news. Personally, I was hoping for some kind of Ocarina of Time Majora's Mask bundle of ports. Maybe even if we are blessed by God some kind of remake that modernizes those experiences, uh, but that does not seem to be in the cards. At least it wasn't for this Nintendo Direct. For this specific year, I think that the first Nintendo Direct signified that more Nintendo Directs are on the way, and a lot of people have been saying there's got to be one devoted entirely to The Legend of Zelda. It doesn't make sense. You have to have some kind of Super Mario All-Stars bundle put together because of the success of Super Mario All-Stars. That just makes sense in my mind. Uh, Now, on top of that, the big question is, will we see a Switch Pro this year? Doug Bowser has said it is not coming in the immediate future, but what is the definition of the immediate future? Is fall not the immediate future. So uh, we need to have some kind of update on that uh, if it is in fact happening. I think you are going to be seeing at least two more Nintendo Directs throughout the course of this year. In terms of what was actually announced though, Skyward Sword HD, okay, I'm sure some fans are going to be getting behind that. Splatoon 3 was the big standout uh, success in the world of social media, in my opinion. A lot of people were excited about that. Uh, And from my perspective, as somebody who is not a Nintendo Switch owner and not really a big Nintendo fan, uh, I think the Ninja Gaiden Master Collection sounds pretty cool. I do want to dive back into those, and I'm glad they are coming out on the Xbox and PlayStation and PC as well. But in regards to the Switch Pro, I do want to mention that Shuntaro Furukawa has shared the team is working on something truly innovative for their next piece of hardware, going so far as to explore, quote, new forms of entertainment, saying, quote, The hardware and software development teams are in the same building, communicating closely and thinking about how we can propose new forms of entertainment, he said. In order to create a single piece of hardware, we have to do a lot of preparation, several years in advance, so we are working without stopping. In the end, the deciding factor is whether or not to commercialize a product is whether it can create a new experience. So, hopefully some interesting experiences are on the way, but I would love to hear more about what they are working on. But I suppose only time will tell. 
Overall, this Nintendo Direct broke a streak of silence from Nintendo in terms of big, huge Nintendo Direct announcements, uh, but I think it's an exciting year for Nintendo ahead. And again, as someone who doesn't own a Nintendo Switch, I always judge the success of these by, do I feel compelled to buy a Nintendo Switch? Between No More Heroes 3, Monster Hunter Rise, uh, you know, I'm looking at Project Triangle Strategy, it looks kind of cool. Uh, the success of Splatoon has certainly gotten me interested. I played it with friends a couple of times. I would buy a Nintendo Switch. I would. If I was more of a mobile gamer and I didn't have an Xbox Series X, I'd buy a Nintendo Switch. Um, but right now, again, not really for me, but it does seem to be making its way uh, to the top over time. But another story coming out of the gaming space yesterday certainly deserves some of our attention as well, and that is the FPS boost capability coming to Xbox Series X and S. This is amazing. Essentially, it is doubling, tripling, or even quadrupling the frame rate for supported games. It accomplishes this on the Xbox Series X and S without actually touching the game itself. The games run at 60 to 120 FPS, while the games think that they are running at 30 FPS as if on their original hardware. That's how Digital Foundry broke it down, and that is a very impressive technological feat. Currently supported games are Far Cry 4, New Super Lucky's Tale, Sniper Elite 4, UFC 4, and Watch Dogs 2. So if you do want to dive in and check this out for yourself and you have an Xbox Series X or an Xbox Series S, Sniper Elite 4 and New Super Lucky's Tale are currently included in Xbox Game Pass. And they write on the Xbox Wire saying, quote, This is just the beginning. We will announce and release more titles featuring FPS boost soon as we roll out new menu icons and system settings and an upcoming system update. Starting this spring, you can go into the Manage Game section for any title where you'll be presented with a new compatibility options button that will allow you to toggle FPS boost as well as auto HDR on or off. There will also be a new indicator informing you when a game is running with FPS boost whenever you hit the Xbox button on your controller. You decide how you want to play your favorite games, whether it's in its original form or with FPS boost. This is phenomenal for game preservation. In fact, watching Far Cry 4, I wanted to go back and play Far Cry 4 because it modernizes experiences with no legwork from the developers. That is incredibly mind-boggling to me. On top of that, this can also come to the Xbox 360 and Xbox original games as well. I was going to say Xbox One, but that naming scheme is a little bit convoluted. Uh, so, FPS Boost is certainly something that is going to be bringing me back to older experiences, and I think that's the real draw of it here. Yes, you can play your favorite classics, but now for games that are supported, you have more reason than ever to go back and check it out. It's almost like when a game receives an update of some kind, maybe a mid-season patch, maybe a content reveal, something like that, some kind of optimization. That is being applied retroactively to games that are 4, 5, 6, 10, 15 years old. Uh, you never know how far back they will end up going. But the architecture team behind the Xbox Series X and S and the optimizations that their entire team is doing, amazing stuff, and it is fantastic to see. Again, I'm a huge proponent of game preservation. I think that games are incredibly valuable for our history, for our sanity, for so many reasons. And to see these games brought forward with no work from the developers and modernized for a modern audience, that 
is amazing. And I'm looking here in the graphic behind uh, what's going on here, FPS boost on top of the Xbox wire. You see a lot of games back here. Fallout New Vegas, Star Wars Battlefront 2. Is this just a list of random games they've created? Or is Crimson Skies going to be getting uh, some kind of FPS boost? Would love to, to get more information on that. Because I need to know when to play Psychonauts. You know? Because I want to play it before Psychonauts 2 drops. But I also want the highest frame rate possible. Regardless, a lot more on the way, a lot of news coming this summer, and the Xbox team is doing some fantastic stuff. Never been prouder to be a part of the Xbox family. But that rounds out today's episode of the Jam Pack Report. If you enjoyed today's show, drop me a like down below, and let me know what stories caught your eye on today's program. And of course, let me know what you rated the Nintendo Direct, 1 to 10, comment section down below. But until tomorrow, you guys have a fantastic rest of your day, I'll talk to you soon, and peace.